And hello everyone, this is Rich Sports Talk, Sports Talk Worth a Million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program today. The NFL Draft is fast approaching. As we wrap up the Combine in Indianapolis, we're starting to get a clearer picture of what the first round would look like. So on this episode, here is my first round mock draft, and don't worry, I have a few trades in here which will shake up the NFL Draft, but here's my first mock draft. Make sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss any of our updated versions as we head toward April and Las Vegas. With the first pick, the Bengals will select Joe Burrow, the quarterback out of LSU. I think this is pretty obvious. Despite recent reports that Burrow might potentially hold out, I think the Bengals are an organization. They're pretty set in their ways. They're going to take a quarterback. They need a quarterback, and why aren't they going to take Mr. Ohio, Joe Burrow, to be their next quarterback. It just makes way too much sense from a marketing standpoint. Could they maybe move Burrow or trade out of the number one pick? I doubt it, but they're an organization that really likes to stand pat with what their draft picks are, and they like to not move around in the draft too much and really make a lot of changes. So right now, for me, the pick is Joe Burrow at number one. Number two is the Washington Redskins. Now, I have a belief that they are not completely sold on Chase Young because I do believe Ron Rivera might take a quarterback. But for this mock draft, I have them staying with Chase Young, the defensive end out of Ohio State, simply because he's the best prospect in this draft. Now, Ron Rivera has said all the right things about Dwayne Haskins, but don't be shocked if we could see a potential quarterback here or even the Redskins trading out. But with such a great prospect and such a great pass rusher in the division where you have Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, and Carson Wentz, you're going to need a good pass rusher to get at them, and Chase Young is the best one in this draft. At number three, I have the Detroit Lions selecting Tua, out of Alabama. Look, they need a quarterback for the long term. Matthew Stafford's coming off a broken back. And while I still really believe in Matthew Stafford being a great quarterback, here's the thing for Detroit. You have to be thinking long term. Think about this division in three years. What's the quarterback situation? Are the Bears still going to be completely sold on Mitchell Trubisky? Aaron Rodgers is going to be approaching 40 years old, and we've already started to see a decline with him in Green Bay. And who knows where the Vikings are going to be with Kirk Cousins? Are they going to have a new quarterback? This is a chance for the Lions to put themselves in the long term to have potentially the best quarterback in this division. So with that in mind, I do think the Lions will select Tua. I know it's not the popular pick, but they need a quarterback in a long-term succession plan after Matthew Stafford. At number four, and hold on, wait a minute, we have a trade alert. The Los Angeles Chargers jump up from the sixth pick. They trade with the New York Giants to jump ahead of the Miami Dolphins to select Justin Herbert, the quarterback out of Oregon. Look, the Chargers, they need a quarterback. They're not bringing back Phillip Rivers, but here's the biggest thing. They need buzz. They're moving into a brand new stadium. The Los Angeles Chargers, they've been boring. They've been an afterthought in Los Angeles. They need buzz. They need someone that's going to get people to go to the stadium. And look, Herbert's a big name. I do believe he will be enticing. He will get people two games. I don't think he's as polarizing as Joe Burrow or Tua in terms of popularity, but I do think it's a big enough name to help the Chargers. They need a new quarterback. They need a new identity moving into that stadium, and I understand that there's rumors about Tom Brady, but I don't believe Tom Brady is going to end up with Los Angeles. They don't have a good enough offensive line, and I don't think he's going to take the second team in Los Angeles. At number five, the Miami Dolphins are the most interesting team in this NFL draft. They have three first-round picks, and with this they're going to select Jedrick Wills Jr., the offensive tackle of Alabama. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be saying, well, wait a minute. They're not going to take a quarterback here. I think it's a little bit too early to take a quarterback. The big three are off the board, so they're going to take the best offensive lineman available in the draft. 
This is a front office that they are building smart. I think they're going to take the best left tackle in this draft with Wills Jr. He's the best pass-blocking tackle in this draft to help sure up that offensive line. At number six, the Giants now picking where the Chargers were. I've been taking Jeff Okuda, the cornerback out of Ohio State. The Giants could go offensive line. I think a lot of people have them pegging offensive line, but that defense is atrociously bad, especially the secondary. And I know they took DeAndre Baker in the first round last year, but this is a different type of player. By far, Kuda is the best cornerback in this draft. He's arguably the second best defensive player in the entire draft. He could be a potential lockdown corner in this division. And when you're going against the likes of Amari Cooper and Terry McLaurin in Washington, you're going to need a lockdown corner. And the Giants get a great player here at number six while getting some more draft capital back from the Chargers trade, especially after trading a third-round pick for Leonard Williams, which the Jets will use in this draft. At number seven, the Carolina Panthers will select Derek Brown, the defensive tackle out of Auburn. They love good pass rushers, especially interior pass rushers. Brown is an incredible player. He's a great force in the middle. He's arguably the best interior pass rusher in this draft. This is a division where you have a lot of great quarterbacks, and you need a guy that can get after the quarterback. At number eight, I have the Cardinals taking Tristan Wirfs, the offensive tackle of Iowa. He was one of these guys that blew up the combine, ran insane 40-yard dash. He's a freak athlete. And the Cardinals need offensive line. Did you see that last year? Kyler Murray had a great year, but he was running for his life. They need to sure up that offensive line so the Cardinals get one of the best offensive tackles in the draft. At number nine, Jacksonville. I have them taking Isaiah Simmons, the outside linebacker from Clemson. Now, last year, Jacksonville addressed the pass rusher position with Josh Allen. This year, Simmons can rush the passer, but he's a very versatile outside linebacker. You can move him around the defense. You can play him in different spots. He's a guy that can make tackles and make a lot of plays. This is a very enticing pick right now. Now, Jacksonville could go to offensive line. They especially don't have great interior offensive line. When you have a guy like Simmons, who's one of the top three defensive players in this draft, still sitting there at nine, it's a good value pick for them. I don't think Jacksonville's going to overlook the defensive side of the ball. At number 10, I have the Cleveland Browns selecting McKee Becton, the offensive tackle out of Louisville. He's been the big talk of the combine, around a 5'10 at 374 pounds. He's an athletic freak. I think he is one of the most intriguing prospects in this draft, and the Browns desperately need offensive line help to protect Baker Mayfield. We saw it last year. He needs protection in that pocket, and the Browns will do that. They will address the offensive line. At number 11, the New York Jets will select Jerry Judy, the wide receiver out of Alabama. Now, I believe the Jets are going to be looking to heavily upgrade the offensive line. The problem is a lot of the best offensive line prospects are on the, off the board at this point, and the best wide receiver in this draft is still available. Jerry Judy ran a 4-5-40. He's got great speed, but more impressively, he's an incredible route runner. He is one of the few guys in this draft that can come in day one and make an impact and Sam Darnold needs a number one receiver I do believe the Jets with their draft picks on day two with three picks two in the third round and one in the second round can address the offensive line I think they will go heavy free agency in the offensive line but getting the opportunity to get the best wide receiver in the draft at number 11 is too enticing to pass up at number 12 I have the Oakland Raiders selecting C.D. Lamb the wide receiver out of Oklahoma Raiders need a number one receiver. Now they could address the defense. They can go a lot of different ways. But C.D. Lamb was one of the most exciting players in college football. They also, they're looking for marquee guys. They're moving into a brand new stadium in Las Vegas. And C.D. Lamb is one of those names that will get people to come watch. He's an incredibly explosive receiver. He's got great hands. He is also, like Judy, a true number one wide receiver from day one. And the Raiders desperately need that. 
At number 13, I have the Colts selecting Javon Kinlaw, the defensive tackle out of South Carolina. Now, I really like the Colts' trenches, especially on the offensive side, but they're a little soft in terms of depth in the defensive tackle area. Kinlaw's a great interior pass rusher. Now, could the Colts address the quarterback position here? Could Jordan Love be a potential option here at 13? It's certainly possible. I don't think they're completely sold on Jacoby Brissett. But for the time being, I have them going defense and improving that interior pass rush. At number 14, I have the Buccaneers going with Josh Jones, the offensive tackle out of Houston. Once again, they need to protect their quarterback. Jameis Winston, once again, got LASIK surgery. They're hoping he'll be better next season. Could they maybe look at quarterback here? I doubt it at this point. They could look at defensive line help, but this is a great offensive line draft, and I do think the Buccaneers need to desperately upgrade that position, especially when you have some great pass rushes in this division, and this is a draft with great offensive line talent. At number 15, I have the Broncos getting Grant Delpit, the safety of LSU. Now, his stock's taken a little bit of hit. I don't think he's as great of workout sessions in an offseason as many people would think. I had him project as a top 10 pick originally. But still, the Broncos desperately need help on the back end. Could they go offensive line here, potentially? But getting the best safety in the draft here at 15 to help improve this defense. Look, this is a team that is built on defense. And with a young quarterback, they're going to need guys that can cover in space. And don't forget, they get have to play Kansas City twice a year. That's a track meet. You need guys out there that can cover, and Delpit fits the mold. At number 16, I have the Falcons taking A.J. Epensa, the defensive end out of Iowa. They've already made it pretty clear that they're going to be moving off from their best pass rusher, Vic Beasley. They're going to need another pass rusher. Apensa is a very big defensive end out of Iowa, 280 pounds, can rush the passer, can play in the run game, can do everything you want. Very versatile defender. He will fit right into Quinn's defensive system. At number 17, I have the Cowboys taking C.J. Henderson, the cornerback out of Florida. Now, the Cowboys have a lot of issues. They're going to have a lot of people and pieces that they're going to have to figure out how to delegate their mind to but one of the key pieces right now is Byron Jones he's going to be 31 he's getting older they're going to need a replacement plan and Henderson is a very good press corner he fits that kind of scheme he can come and be the number two potentially could be that number one when they do decide to move on in Dallas and Dallas is drafted incredibly smart now could they get another playmaker for the offense potentially But I think that the Cowboys will use this draft especially to start shoring up that back end as that back end of the defense starts to get a little bit long in the tooth. At number 18, the Miami Dolphins select their quarterback, Jordan Love, the quarterback out of Utah State. Now, a lot of buzz about Jordan Love at the Combine, 6'3", 225 pounds. A lot of people have been calling him the poor man's Patrick Mahomes, which I don't think is the greatest comparison, but I do see where a lot of people love his athleticism. He fits that new age of quarterback. He can run. He's mobile. And look, I understand he had a bad season last year at Utah, but here's the thing. He had a new head coach. He had had nine new offensive starters. That's going to impact whoever is playing quarterback, and he has all the things you really love. And for the Dolphins, it's a great situation because they have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Love doesn't have to play right away, so they get an athletic quarterback in this division at 18 so the Dolphins don't have to overreach at five they get a great offensive tackle at five but right here at 18 they get their quarterback at number 19 the Raiders select Henry Ruggs the third now I know what you're thinking two wide receivers in the same draft that seems a little bit excessive but don't forget 
This is the Oakland Raiders. They love playmakers. They love spreading the ball down the field. And Henry Ruggs III ran the fastest 40 time in the NFL Combine. And with that, can you imagine that pairing of Lamb and Ruggs together? is a track meet made in heaven. And look, I do think that the Raiders will eventually move off of Derek Carr, but this is a draft where the Raiders can get two key wide receivers to build around moving forward. Don't forget, they went all in last year on Antonio Brown, and it backfired, and they didn't have playmakers. Now they're going to have playmakers, and if Carr can't have a great season with these two explosive playmakers, I do believe the Raiders will then be eventually looking for their next quarterback. At number 20, I have Jacksonville selected Ross Blacklock, the defensive tackle out of TCU. Now, I know he made some headlines from some of the comments he made at the Combine, but Jacksonville needs very good interior pass rush. This has been an area in the defensive tackle where they've been weak. Now you look at this defense in the last two drafts. They have built a good young athletic defense. You get Blacklock in the middle. You get Allen off the edge. And, of course, with Simmons earlier in this draft on the edge, you have a good front seven that's young and athletic and can do a lot of things. Don't forget, this is a team they're built on power, football, and defense. They're a little bit like the Titans. That's their formula is to build and be great on defense and run the football. That's their identity, and they stick to it here at number 20. At number 21, the Eagles will select Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver out of LSU. Jefferson had a great combine. There was a lot of questions about his athleticism, but he ran a 4-4-2. I love Jefferson. I think he's one of the best receivers in this draft because he's an incredible route runner. He's got great hands. And for the Eagles, they're desperate at wide receiver. They need a guy that can come right in and make an impact, and Jefferson is that. Now, he might not be the burner that Deshaun Jackson is on the outside, but he's a guy who can line up in, out. He can play anything. He has a great route tree. He can do it all, and the Eagles get a versatile wide receiver that will help Carson Wentz at 21. At 22, I have the Bills select in LaVishka Chenault Jr., the wide receiver out of Colorado. Once again, like the Eagles, the Bills, they need to get their quarterback a wide receiver. Now, Cole Beasley was a great slot receiver. They have a good burner on the outside, but this is another weapon that they can give Josh Allen, a guy that can stretch the field. And look, they're a home run ball team. Josh Allen is never going to be a quarterback that's going to dissect you with drives. He's going to have to hit home run balls and stretch the field which is what Chenault Jr. can do. This is another great pick here. Now, the Bills, they don't have a lot of holes. They could go defensive. They could go offensive tackle, but they went heavy in free agency in the draft last year. This is another versatile piece they can add to the offense and help their young quarterback grow, especially if New England doesn't have Tom Brady back. The Bills could be the favorite in this division. At number 23, the New England Patriots will select... Jacob Eason, the quarterback out of Washington. Now, I know a lot of you are thinking, but what if Tom Brady comes back? Well, the reports are coming out this week that Tom Brady is more likely gone than coming back to New England, so let's plan on him not coming back to New England. Eason here is an interesting quarterback. He's a big athlete, six foot six. He's almost the opposite of Tom Brady. He's more of a physical specimen than a refined passer. But I do believe that Bill Belichick will look at this as an opportunity as a more mobile quarterback, a bigger athlete, that even though he might struggle in the first year, Easton could have greater upside than anyone else later in this draft. I don't think New England can trade up. I don't think anyone will allow New England to trade up to get a better quarterback. But Easton is an enticing prospect. We've seen the physical gifts in college. Now, he hasn't been greatly consistent, but this is a guy with a lot of athletic ability and could give Bill Belichick more flexibility on how they operate in that offense. And with the need for a quarterback, 
I don't think they're going to love their quarterback going into next year. So that's why I think they're going to take Easton here at 23. And number 24, I have the Saints selecting Jalen Johnson, the cornerback out of Utah. Once again, the Saints, one of their weaknesses has been their secondary. They're going to be in a lot of shootouts, so they need good press corners. I really like Jalen Johnson out of Utah. I think he fits them like a glove and is a guy that can come in right away and make an impact on that defense. And number 25, I have the Vikings selected Noah Iganobianen from Auburn, the cornerback. Now, I can never say his name right. I apologize about that, but... This is a guy who is, once again, like Johnson, a press corner, can play coverage, can come right in and help with that defense. Minnesota's getting a little bit long in the tooth and corner. They're going to have to start paying a lot of these defensive guys, so they're going to have to start reloading the deck on that defensive side. And this is a player that can come in and make an impact right away. Now, at 26, one of my favorite prospects in the entire draft is Zach Bond, the outside linebacker from Wisconsin. This is a guy that can rush the passer, but he can also drop into coverage. He's a very versatile linebacker. He's the kind of linebacker that this game is evolving to. Now, the Dolphins will select him here. He just seems like a Bill Belichick kind of player, and that's what Brian Flores is looking to build, that culture in Miami. And this would be a great draft. The Dolphins addressed their three biggest needs and three of the biggest key positions you need to win in today's NFL. Left tackle, quarterback, and pass rusher. They do it with all three first-round picks. And this would be an incredible draft for the Miami Dolphins. At number 27, I have Seattle selecting Neville Gallimore, the defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Now, you might say, well, wait a minute, doesn't Seattle have a great pass rush? Don't they have a good defensive line? They do, but a lot of them are up for free agency. I think we're going to see a lot of turnover on the Seattle defense this offseason. Gallimore is a great internal pass rusher, helps them right away. Now, could they be looking for a guy to replace Jadavian Clowney on the edge? Potentially here, but just for the value, I think Gallimore fits with what they like to do and fits perfectly in that 4-3 front that Seattle runs. At 28, the Ravens selected Kenneth Murray, the inside linebacker out of Oklahoma. This is a kid I love. He's versatile. He can play all over the field. And you know Baltimore. They love their middle linebacker, C.J. Mosley, Ray Lewis. Murray is built in that similar mold. He can do everything. He's already had a meeting with Baltimore. He says that's where he wants to play. This just seems like a match made in heaven. There are certain prospects you look at in this draft. It just makes way too much sense for them to go to that team. This is one of those cases here at 28. At 29, I have the Titans selecting Andrew Thomas, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. Now, his stock's taken a bit of a hit in this combine, but I still think he's a first-round selection. Jake Conklin, I'm not sure if he's going to be back. He's going to be a free agency. The Titans, though, they know their identity. It's smash mouth football. And for this offensive line, there could be some turnover through free agency. And bringing Thomas in helps rebuild that offensive line. Could they maybe go get a quarterback here? I doubt it. I don't think there's anyone they really love, especially at this point in the first round. Could they maybe go out and get a wide receiver? Potentially. Maybe another pass rusher, but just with all the turnover that they could face on the offensive line this offseason, it just makes way too much sense for them to get an offensive tackle here at 29. At 30, I have the Packers selecting T. Higgins, the wide receiver out of Clemson. Here's a fun game. Name the best receiver after Devontae Adams for the Packers. You can't think of one, can you? They need wide receiver help. And Now look, they've addressed the defense last year. They've addressed the offensive line. 
it's now time to give Aaron Rodgers some more playmakers because you could see last year when he wasn't throwing to Devontae Adams, it wasn't pretty. They need a guy that can come and be explosive, stretch the field, and Higgins is that. He's a good route runner. He can be a day one impact, slide into that number two wide receiver role in the Packers and make an impact. At 31, I have the 49ers selecting Xavier McKinney, the safety out of Alabama. This roster's loaded. You're not going to get better on the defensive line. You're not going to get better on the offensive line at this point. You can arguably maybe get a receiver here, but with the 49ers, the one area they could use is the back end with McKinney. I think that Reed will be interesting. He's had a history of injuries. I don't know if the 49ers want to look to give him a long-term deal. So rebuilding that safety position, and let's face it, John Lynch, he's a safety. He loves versatile safeties that can lay the lumber, and McKinney is that. I think that this is a good fit for them, and it addresses one of the few weak areas of that 49ers roster. Now at 32, the Chiefs, I have them selecting, but... There's a bit of an asterisk here. This is a very popular pick. I would not be shocked if a team jumps into 32 to maybe select Jake Fromm, the quarterback, just so they can get the fifth-year option on him. But with that being said, I have the Chiefs standing pat and selecting Jonathan Taylor, the running back from Wisconsin. Now, a lot of people are going to say, well, wait, won't DeAndre Swift be the first guy off the board? But Jonathan Taylor ran the fastest 40 at the combine. He's a workhorse. Now, I know there is concerns about the work he had in college how much touches he had but here's the thing Kansas City one of their few weaknesses was the running game they had a running back by committee last year getting a guy that's going to be the bell cow there is critical and don't forget you have a great offense there's going to be a lot of games for this Chiefs team they're going to be ahead and late in the games they're going to need a reliable running back to hand the football off to Taylor is that. He can catch out of the backfield. He can get 18 to 20 carries a game. It's one of the few positions that could really be upgraded on the Chiefs. They got a lot out of LaShawn McCoy last year. I don't think they'd be able to get that again next year. This is a team that you could see that offense was impacted when they lost Kareem Hunt. Now they have a chance to get a very good versatile running back, which will help Andy Reid and make that Kansas City offense just more explosive. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button so you don't miss any of our latest content, especially the NFL Draft. We're going to have more NFL Drafts coming up. We would love to hear your feedback. Make sure to comment below. But I want to make sure you guys got a lot more great content about the NFL Draft coming up. I promise you, you're not going to want to miss this. So stay tuned.